Santa Rosa, Peru, 2015. Deep in the South American rainforest, a team of paleontologists panned for fossils. They had already found some unusual prehistoric bones and were hoping to find some more. Paleontologist Mariano Bond waded through one of the muddy riverbeds on his way to base camp. When he arrived, he found his team hard at work, meticulously cleaning their most recent discoveries. Bond bent over the water tanks, peering at the fragile fossils inside. There was something remarkable about the tiny ancient relics, something he hadn't encountered before in the Americas. He turned to his fellow paleontologist, Laura Chornogubsky, and asked whether she noticed the same thing. He wondered whether, perhaps, his eyes were playing tricks on him. But she nodded in agreement. Based on her observations, these were the oldest monkey teeth ever found on the continent, at least 36 million years old. Mariano's heart thumped in his chest. Theoretically, these fossils shouldn't exist in South America. They belonged to a classification of primates that had only ever been found in Africa. Unless... They just found evidence that could help solve a mystery centuries in the making. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know, but in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is our first episode on the New World Monkey Voyage, the dramatic generation-spanning trip that brought monkeys from Africa all the way to South America. This time, we'll discuss the history of Old World and New World monkeys. We'll then examine some recent archaeological evidence which has confirmed that all primates share an ancient ancestor from Africa. Next time, we'll discover how one branch of African monkeys ended up in South America. Maybe like humans, they crossed over other continents via a land bridge. Or perhaps a few unlucky monkeys took a treacherous and miraculous journey across the Atlantic Ocean. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For generations, people living in Europe, Asia, and Africa coexisted with monkeys. Different species of the primates lived in a variety of habitats, from deserts to jungles to cities, surviving on grasses and leafy greens. And many cultures considered them sacred. Asian religions, for example, abound with monkeys. In Hinduism, they're considered sacred alongside snakes and cows. Hanuman, the Hindu god, is said to command an entire army of monkeys. And Hanuman's likeness reportedly inspired famous literary characters like the Monkey King in the classic Chinese epic Journey to the West. But this same reverence did not make its way to Europe. In early European religion and art, monkeys often symbolized evil. They even occasionally represented the devil himself. Monkeys were mostly used as exotic sideshows, emblematic of Europe's racist and colonialist fixation on Africa and Asia. But scientific interest in monkeys dates as far back as 200 BCE, when Greek scientists first noticed the many physical similarities shared between humans and other primates. In the second century CE, physician Galen of Pergamum dissected a medium-sized North African monkey called a Barbary macaque. Afterwards, he noted, The ape is likest to man in viscera, muscles, arteries, veins, nerves, and in the form of bones. Galen's analysis foreshadowed the theory of evolution. He didn't know at the time humans and monkeys shared a common ancestor. And yet, he drew these comparisons 1,600 years before Charles Darwin was even born. Other early naturalists made similar observations. De Animalibus, a biological text from the 1200s, even classified monkeys separately from the rest of the animal kingdom in the same way it separated humans. In the 1500s, European explorers, marauders, and conquistadors made it to the Americas, the so-called New World. And to their surprise, they found monkeys living in this new foreign land. But the primates they encountered differed from their cousins in the East. They mostly lived in trees and predominantly ate fruit. They also had what's known as a prehensile tail, which they used as a fifth limb. These newfound monkeys included squirrel monkeys, howler monkeys, and marmosets. In Europe, Africa, and Asia, monkeys, like baboons and macaques, mostly subsisted on leaves and grasses. While they had tails, they couldn't perform tasks with them, like grabbing onto branches to steady their balance. Scientists began referring to these two broad categories based on their geographical location. Old World and New World monkeys. They easily identified the physical differences between the two, but they couldn't pinpoint how 
or why the differences came to be. And they struggled to identify trends between the populations. Until Swedish botanist Carl Linnaeus found a solution. In the 1750s, Linnaeus grew frustrated with how other scientists categorized living species. They assigned long and convoluted names, which were mostly strings of Latin words. There was absolutely no regulation for how species were named. This inevitably led to confusion and prevented collaboration. Using his experience in botanical studies, Linnaeus created a framework for how scientists named flora and fauna species, and he called it taxonomy. Taxonomy first identified a species' similarities, then classified them into increasingly narrowing categories. These categories included kingdom, phylum, class, order, suborder, infraorder, parvorder, family, subfamily, tribe, genus, and species. Each category referenced an organism's physical features, from the broadest, kingdom, to the most specific, species. Linnaeus's work finally standardized the naming of organisms, and it would later serve as a helpful tool to discern the evolutionary lineage of all living organisms. The system made it easy to identify common ancestors, for example, human scientific classification is animalia, chordata, mammalia, primates, simiaformes, catarrhini, hominoidea, hominidae, homo sapiens. This is typically shortened to the genus and species homo sapiens. Old world and new world monkeys share the same kingdom, phylum, class, order, suborder, and infraorder as humans. They diverge in the parvorder. Old world monkeys are considered catarrhini, and new world monkeys are considered platyrrhini. The distinction was drawn based on the shape of their noses. Catarrhine refers to the downward-facing nostrils of the old world monkeys, while new world platyrrhines have outward-facing nostrils. In case you miss the full taxonomic name, humans are considered catarrhines. Like old world monkeys, we have downward facing nostrils, don't have prehensile tails, and originate from Africa. And not long after Linnaeus's taxonomy system took off, scientists learned why humans had so much in common with monkeys. In 1859, Charles Darwin published his book On the Origin of Species. In it, he first proposed the theory of evolution, which revolutionized the way scientists and researchers viewed the natural world. The theory of evolution is based on the idea that all life on Earth developed sequentially. Over millions of years, species adapted to their environments by passing on whichever genetic traits that allowed them to survive and reproduce. Using this hypothesis, Darwin posited that humans, apes, and monkeys all came from the same family tree and shared a common ancestor. Darwin also highlighted the many similarities between Old World and New World monkeys. He suggested that they couldn't have evolved separately. Despite being divided by a substantial body of water, the Atlantic Ocean, he believed they had to have originated from the same biological line. So the question became, 
How did New World monkeys arrive in the Americas? Now, monkeys weren't the only creatures who arrived in the New World before the European Age of Discovery. Humans did as well. Scientists believe that early Homo sapiens crossed a land bridge from modern-day Russia to Alaska sometime between 15,000 and 20,000 years ago. Naturally, this has led some to suggest that Old World monkeys made a similar trip. But if they did cross over with humans, there theoretically should be evidence of monkeys with downward-facing nostrils living in the Americas at some point. Evolution is a slow process. In the scheme of history, 20,000 years is a relatively short amount of time to eliminate such a ubiquitous trait. But no fossilized remains have been found. As a result, scientists assume the ancestors of modern New World monkeys arrived in the Americas long before humans. But they still don't know how. Coming up, paleontologists find a connection between Old World and New World monkeys. Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa from Parcast. When you think of a criminal, do you picture a killer, a gangster, a thief? I bet you didn't think it could be the little old lady down the street who murdered her tenants. Every Wednesday on my series, Female Criminals, meet the unlikeliest of felons, mothers, neighbors, and unsuspecting lovers with a penchant for dangerous behavior. Discover the psychology and motives behind their disturbing crimes and find out where their story stands today. But that's not all. Airing right now on Female Criminals is our special five-part look at the world's most infamous femme fatales, women who were deceptive and deadly, but not always the villain. Catch these episodes and more by following the Spotify original from Parcast, Female Criminals. New episodes premiere weekly. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Now, back to the story. Millions of years ago, the Old World monkeys of Asia and Africa and the New World monkeys of Central and South America shared a common ancestor— but scientists struggle to understand when the two diverged and how one made it to the New World when an ocean stood in their way. Then, in 1912, German geophysicist Alfred Wegener published a paper called On the Origin of Continents, which codified the theory of continental drift. Humans had long observed that Africa and South America's coasts looked like they could fit together as if there were two pieces to the same puzzle. But Wegener's paper finally proposed a reason why. Despite continents appearing to be static to the naked eye, Wegener posited that over millions of years, they somehow slowly inched apart. And at one time, all seven continents were actually one landmass, a supercontinent called Pangaea. Now, the theory is commonly accepted today, but when Wegener first proposed the idea of continental drift, 
it was actually incredibly controversial. This was largely due to the fact that no one understood how the continents could possibly move until... In the 1950s, scientists developed the theory of plate tectonics, which suggested that continents drifted apart because the Earth's crust consisted of several moving plates. These plates sat on top of the Earth's molten mantle, like rafts floating on a lake without oars. They didn't have intentional direction, but like rafts subject to the tides, the continents constantly pulled apart and crashed together, creating mountain ranges, faults, and eventually causing the continents to drift away from each other. With this understanding that the Earth was previously home to only one landmass, Pangaea, scientists had a new proposed explanation for the New World monkey's presence in the Americas. Perhaps when the continents separated, their ancestors just happened to be on the western side of the divide. Once separated into unique ecosystems, evolution took its course and created the physical distinctions between old and new world monkeys. This seemed like a plausible explanation. In fact, for quite some time, it was the only working theory scientists had. But as the 20th century wore on, evidence mounted which began casting doubt on their assumptions. Experts believed that Pangaea remained intact for roughly 125 million years, from about 300 to 175 million years ago. And yet, the oldest primate fossil ever found was only about 65 million years old. In other words, the oldest known monkey was living 60 million years after Pangaea broke up. And this 65 million years ago was a million years after the Cretaceous-Paleogene extinction event, an asteroid which destroyed 75% of all life on Earth, including the dinosaurs. Meaning, if the oldest known monkey did have ancestors that lived on Pangaea before it broke up, they essentially survived an apocalypse. Then, they thrived for more than 120 million years, all without leaving a single fossil behind. Naturally, this seemed unlikely. For an organism to fossilize, its remains need to get buried quickly. So exposure to oxygen doesn't continue the decomposition process. Historically, this only happens to about one-tenth of one percent of all living organisms. Now, while that number may seem small, scientists estimate that billions of living organisms have called Earth home since Pangaea formed 300 million years ago. If only one-tenth of one percent of each species' fossils survived, we'd still have millions of fossils. This means that primates, as we know them today, likely evolved tens of millions of years after Pangaea. And the theory of continental drift didn't explain how New World monkeys arrived in the Americas. To understand what happened, mid-20th century scientists needed more information. They needed to learn exactly how long New World monkeys had lived in the Americas. And it would be years before they'd have an answer. From Peru to Brazil to Jamaica, 
Teams of archaeologists throughout the 1900s unearthed fossils which shed light on the New World monkey's enigmatic past. In 1950, paleontologists had only identified three extinct New World monkey species. But by the late 90s, they discovered almost 40 more variations. The oldest of these extinct New World species was about 26 million years old, compared to the oldest Old World monkey, which was about 65 million years old, a 39 million year difference. Meaning there was essentially 39 million years of missing links. But as DNA technology improved, biologists could get closer and closer to pinpointing when monkeys arrived in the New World without needing to physically find those links. In 2003, a pair of scientists published a study in a journal called Molecular Biology and Evolution. After analyzing the mitochondrial genomes of new and old world monkey species, they believed new world monkeys diverged from their old world cousins approximately 35 million years ago. Scientists and researchers now had a rough timeline of when the split happened, but there was still no physical evidence which indicated where it occurred, in Africa or South America. Then in 2015, paleontologist Mariano Bond and his team stumbled across a possible answer. After sifting through a silty riverbed in the Peruvian Amazon, they found three fossilized teeth, unlike any ever discovered in South America. Since most soft tissue in mammals decays rapidly, teeth are often the only surviving record of prehistoric animals. In a sense, they're the fingerprints of the fossilized world. The three teeth that Bond's expedition found were identified as primate teeth, belonging to a previously undiscovered New World monkey. At 36 million years old, they were the oldest that anyone had ever found in the Americas. They named the genus Peru Pithecus. In addition to their incredible age, the discovery was so revolutionary because the teeth didn't resemble any of those other New World monkeys, living or extinct. They most closely resembled Talapithecus, an ancestor of the Old World monkeys. As a result, experts believe that Peru Pithecus might have been one of the first Old World monkeys to travel to South America. And some scientists began suggesting that they made the journey by boat. Coming up, ancient monkeys set sail for the new world. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son? They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. And now, back to the story. In 2015, the discovery of three prehistoric teeth confirmed a long-standing belief. Old and New World monkeys shared a common African ancestor. The fossils also revealed something new. The common ancestor likely landed in modern-day South America. But one major mystery remained. How did a non-aquatic animal cross the Atlantic Ocean? Well, believe it or not, some biologists have suggested they made the journey through a process called rafting. And it works exactly how you might imagine it would based on the name. Here's a hypothetical example. A storm hits the African coastline, breaking off a floating patch of dirt and vegetation. And a bunch of monkeys become trapped on what is essentially a natural boat. The tides then carry these castaways out to sea and eventually deposit them in South America. These traveling monkeys then make a home out of their new environment. They find food and shelter, start breeding, and of course evolve over time. After millions of years, their descendants bear little resemblance to the first seafaring monkeys. This may sound far-fetched, but scientists have frequently used rafting to explain mysterious jumps in evolution. For example, some believe animals like lemurs rafted from mainland Africa to the island of Madagascar, approximately 250 miles away. But what makes the New World monkeys' voyage so unique and incredible is the distance. Today, the distance between Africa and South America is more than 1,600 miles. Naturally, there's doubt as to whether a biodegradable raft full of monkeys could survive such a long journey. Unless it wasn't quite so far when they first made the trip. This brings us back to Wegener's theory of continental drift. Millions of years ago, Africa and South America would have been much closer together. Let's say Peru Pithecus first arrived in South America 50 million years ago. At this time, scientists estimate the Atlantic Ocean's narrowest point would have only been about 900 miles. And if they crossed 70 million years ago, the distance would only have been one-third as wide. For perspective, this would be the equivalent of traveling from Washington, D.C. to Illinois, as opposed to Washington, D.C., to New Mexico. Though still miraculous, it's a much more plausible journey for Peru Pithecus and his fellow floating monkeys. And when paleontologists went back to Mariano Bond's dig site, where Peru Pithecus was originally found in 2015, they discovered that other species of monkeys may have sailed over as well. In 2016, researcher Eric Seifert traveled down to Peru as archaeologists found even more fossilized teeth. And in a 2020 paper, Seifert identified their likely owner. They most closely resembled an extinct species of monkeys 
that used to live in Egypt. And he estimated that its ancestors arrived in South America around 32 to 35 million years ago. Notably, this Egyptian species appeared to be from an entirely different evolutionary lineage, potentially one that did not have any surviving relatives. So there were at least two different types of New World monkeys coexisting in Peru for an estimated 11 million years, and they didn't arrive at the same time. In other words, two different species of monkeys floated across the Atlantic Ocean on dirt and vegetation at two different points in history, and they both somehow survived. Now, after Seifert's discovery, more prominent paleontologists began backing the idea that old-world monkeys rafted to the New World. But this explanation still had detractors. Rightfully so. Let's revisit the odds. First, a chunk of land would have to become dislodged from a continent by an earthquake, storm, or some other natural phenomena, with primates already on it. Then, the tiny island would need to survive a voyage of at least 600 miles. No currents or wind could capsize the raft, and it would need to contain enough food and water to prevent starvation and dehydration for however long the journey took. For perspective, it took the Mayflower, a boat with sails and rudders operated by a crew of sailors with charts and maps, nine and a half weeks to sail from England to Massachusetts in 1620. And if the monkeys survived the journey, then they would have arrived on the shores of South America, a giant, unfamiliar land. Weakened from limited food, they would then need to find sustenance and shelter and avoid predators. It makes for a good story. There's drama, tension, underdogs overcoming impossible odds. But even scientists who believe that rafting could explain some evolutionary jumps, like lemurs traveling to Madagascar, recognize it as an incredibly rare occurrence. Unless the old world monkeys didn't travel to the new world all at once, and they found a bit of respite along the way. Since the 1500s, theorists have suggested that there may have been an eighth continent that existed millions of years ago. More recently, biologist Ulfer Arneson posited that such a landmass could have existed between Africa and South America at a time when sea levels were lower. And monkeys may have used this as a stepping stone before eventually ending up in South America. To many, this sounded a lot like Plato's story of Atlantis. Plato described Atlantis as a continent located in the Atlantic, home to a powerful, advanced civilization. But when the Atlanteans angered the gods, they sank it into the sea. Of course, scientists haven't yet found evidence for such an island, but that doesn't mean an island couldn't have existed in the Atlantic for monkeys to land on. There's evidence of small islands disappearing as a result of massive tectonic shifts or a series of volcanic eruptions. In fact, we've covered the mysterious and controversial disappearance of a small landmass on this show before, the Phantom Island of Bermeja. 
and one Brazilian evolutionary biologist named Felipe Bandoni de Oliveira took this idea even further. He suggested that monkeys didn't stop at one, but many islands. To support his theory, de Oliveira developed a computer program that modeled the state of the Atlantic Ocean millions of years ago. He believed that with the lower sea level and narrower ocean back then, there were many more islands between Africa and South America. The model showed that rafting monkeys might have traveled via a longer route, stopping on various islands and populating them, before eventually rafting on to South America. This trip could have taken centuries or even millions of years, which makes the idea of rafting significantly more plausible. But there's still one way scientists believe monkeys could have made it to the Americas without setting sail on the open ocean. Millions of years ago, experts know that primates expanded their habitats throughout Africa and east through Asia. As they bred, they were forced to seek out new lands with food and space to populate. And as they traveled, every group that stayed behind created a new subspecies. Thousands of years passed with generations of these proto-monkeys spreading across the continent. Eventually, they reached the far eastern edge of Asia. And then, they might have kept going. We mentioned earlier that monkeys didn't travel to the New World over a land bridge to Alaska with humans. However, it's still possible they found the bridge to the Americas long before humans did. These primates could have then multiplied and dispersed down through Central and South America. And due to changing ecological factors, those in the North may have died off. But there's still no concrete evidence that this happened. No fossilized remains in modern-day Canada or the United States, remains which statistically should exist. And so we're back where we started this episode, guessing. Was it by land or was it by sea? To quote Sherlock Holmes, When you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however unlikely, must be the truth. Next week, we examine the scientific facts behind primate dispersal and discuss whether there are secrets we have yet to learn about our playful cousins. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We will be back next time with part two of the New World Monkey Voyage. For more information on the New World Monkey Voyage, amongst the many sources we used, we found the book The Monkey's Voyage by Alan Jacaroys extremely helpful to our research. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. See you next time. And remember, never take we don't know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max and Ron Cutler. Sound designed by Stephen Davies with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Travis Clark. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Matthew Teamstra with writing assistance by Molly Quinlan and Connor Sampson. Fact-checking by Cara Mackerlein and research by Bradley Klein. 
Unexplained Mysteries stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner. <laughs>